Beats, Brews, and Points of View is a product of Dream Over Reality Media and brought to you by Arctic Circle Brewing Company. And we are back, baby. Um, part two of this episode. Um, we wanted to have a good amount of time here to speak on the new music because we were off last week and we have a ton of music to cover. Um, we got a little, we got something old uh, in the last episode that we just finished up on. Both uh, E-Man and I had some pretty decent ones to unpack there with Sade and, you know, the continuation of punk rock music. But now um, we got some awesome, I mean, there has been, over the last few weeks, I feel like it's been some of the best music releases in a fucking minute, and I'm very excited to talk about them. Um, and I believe it's E-Man's turn to start, so I'll let E-Man go with one of his um, something news. Uh, this is an album I actually listened to a couple times, and just really mellow, really relaxed, really chill. Like, I really like it just kind of like throw on the background, but then I went back and listened to the lyrical content in it, and just the story of it is just really, really dope to me. Uh, I listen, I'm talking about the Toro Yamoy album, Mahal. Yeah, hell yeah, dude, that's one of mine so too. Mahal is the seventh studio album by American musician Toro Yamoy, released on April 29, 2022, Dude, Dead Ocean. Uh, it, dude, just, I, so mind you, I'm not really familiar with the catalog as a whole, even though I know I feel like I should be, but just going into it kind of with like little to no expectation of really what to expect because i've heard tori Moy before and i kind of know what i'm getting a little bit but i didn't know like the depth of i don't think i've ever listened to like a full album i should say uh so me as like a casual listener just listening to a full album i was pleasantly surprised man so it's got this like kind of like this mellow psychedelic like funk like kind of just vibey like music to it and just the transitions of it like I said i think like postman probably one of my favorite songs on there just like how it the storytelling of it just the production on it just how it breaks down is just so dope to me even like a couple of the features are just i mean everything makes sense on this album yeah yeah he's um incredible i have been on he's been one of my favorite artists for a minute i didn't get it i so i was one album late his first album came out in 2010 causers of this I got into him off of Underneath the Pine, and I just kept going from there. And he's one of those artists that also excites me because he drops a project like once every year um, or two. You know, he started spacing them a couple years apart, and then he put out a couple albums in the same year, I think in 2019. Um, But he's, he's just a really brilliant producer, musician. You know, he's a multi instrumentalist, he's a singer. You know, he. He featured. He's been featured on a lot of other people's shit as well, um, but this project Mahal, man, I, it's different than a lot of his shit. It doesn't sound um, the same. It's not the same. He's got this aesthetic to him that, like you, it, you know, like every band or musician does, where you're like, it's that signature sound of theirs. And I feel like he's going a, a little bit against the grain on this. Like it's a, a lot of new sounds out of him that were really exciting to me, man. Um, Right off the rip, too, with the medium. Like, I thought that song was really fucking cool and um, different for his. So that's kind of the one I wanted to play for you guys because it sounds so much different. Um, yeah, let's go with a little bit of that. But, um, yeah, shout out to Toro y Mo- or Toro y Mo- I, Some people Toro say Ma, Moy. some people say Moy. I, you know, I have to ask him one day. <laughs> right. um, yeah, medium, yeah, first track off there. I would say... My uh, clarity is great too. Deja vu. I mean, there's so there's a lot of there's a. I mean, the album is one of those ones where it's in a format to where it's just one consistent like project, mm-hmm. which is dope to me. Like how it was actually like constructed and how a sequence is dope. Like I said, everything makes sense on this project as yep. far as like what it's trying to like do. Yep. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, and I've been trying to catch him live for a fucking minute, and I haven't had the opportunity. So I really got to see him on this tour. I think he just announced maybe some tour dates. I got to look that up. But here's a little bit of the medium, so you can hear what we are talking about. Go check out his new project, Mahal. You can stream it everywhere. Sound effects on a car engine is wild. 
A lot of guitar on this album, which is different. Tiny bit of clarity as well, the one that E-Man likes. Something just makes me want to keep playing it. It's, yep. it's like hard to turn off type one shit. Long vibe, <laughs> it really is. Um, yeah, so shout out to him. That album is fucking awesome. Continuing on, an album that I've been really excited about since I uh, heard that it was going to be released would be the joint album out of Maryland rapper IDK and one of my favorite producers, K Trinata. Um, he's been, you know talked about on this podcast quite a bit for how awesome the, the albums that he's put out so far and i couldn't think of a better producer to link up with someone who's got a style like idk for an entire project um the album's called simple it's not a very long project it's just a nine song you know like probably around a half an hour or something like that or eight songs it's only 20 minutes long actually um so just like a small project out of them but man it's really well done and the beats just complement him so well um, I'm a big, big fan of IDK's um, last album, and this just... I don't even know if this will be, like, his... I, I kind of have a feeling he'll put out um, another project besides this this year, because that's kind of like the artist that IDK is. Um, the lead single that they ran with is featuring one of E-Man and I's favorite current artists as well, Denzel Curry. He's on uh, the song Dog Food with them. Um, which man, Denzel, I can't wait for his next project because he's hell of inspired right now. I've been, he's been going nuts on Twitter. Um, after Kendrick dropped the hard part five, <laughs> he's just been like, I'm so inspired right now. I'm going right to the studio. Yeah. Um, so yeah, shout out to fucking Denzel. Shout out to IDK. I'm going to play a little bit of Zaza tree because I love the production on this and just everything about it. Um, Ooh, or should I go with breathe? You know what? I posted a little clip of Zaza Tree on my Instagram story the other day, so I'm going to go with Breathe, actually. Let's go with Breathe. Something that I really also enjoyed about this project is that um, IDK is definitely showing off the singer side of him as well. He's got a really great singing voice that I wasn't even aware of, honestly, and um, until I think it was a year or two ago when he put out this really beautiful um, orchestral arrangement of um, Pharrell's Frontin'. He did a cover of it, 
and he's you know he's saying the thing perfectly and it really kind of floored me so i'm glad to see that he's doing a little bit of that on here um again that song was called breathe the album is called simple the artist is idk um e-man what you got brother got two man um I'm gonna go with the one that I'm kind. I'm really not familiar with. I decided to go with it strictly off the album cover. However, I really enjoy what I listen to, and that's why I'm gonna mention it. Uh, group I've never heard of called. Like, I guess they're like two brothers called Bredlin Kim. Hmm. Uh, it's very like very kind of like poppy, like kind of not necessarily poppy, but like really like bouncy, like electronic, kind of like got like a hip hop feel to it. It's, it's kind of all over the place to be honest with you as far as like musically goes. I just kind of put it on while I was biking yesterday. What's the album called? Uh the album is called Give me one second, I'll cue it up real quick. Brevlin and Kim. Uh, Brevlin it's all one uh Brevlin Kim. It is called Pain Museum. Pain Museum. Well, that's kind of an interesting title. It is, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so I was just kind of looking up. Like, they have a – Rolling Stone actually did an article about them recently, apparently. Uh, I had it queued up. Oh, oh yeah, this was in 2020 they did that, so this is a couple of years ago. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, Whoa, that's a weird album cover, that's too. Why, and that's why I picked it. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, I just went into blind. Like, I did record shopping the other day, and I'm like, I just pick a lot of shit by the cover and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the vibe to it, man. Uh, let me pull it up real quick on the thing. Yeah, I don't know if that was like their dad or just some random old dude they just took a photo of and did like it's kind of like this like trippy artistic dude. Is that pink hair I see? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I it's kind of like very bouncy hip hop, like kind of like yeah, just play it. What which it, one should I play off? Oh, uh, let's go with take the blame. Take the blame. Okay. Um, and if you're looking to look this up, it's two words, Brevlin Kim. It's B-R-E-V-I-N and then Kim, K-I-M. Um, and again, the album is called Pain Museum. It's definitely like nice to throw on, I would say, in the background and stuff like that. It's not really, it's not hard to digest, put it that way. Okay. It's definitely nice and bouncy and like really just like kind of upbeat music. Okay. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Well, here's a little bit of Take the Blame out of Brevlin Kim. It's Kim. Kind of sounds like some shit I could hear Frost on. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> it's got that punk pop. Uh, I'm gonna say it's got like this, like kind of like that's what I'm saying. It's like kind of all over the place because they do like a lot of like upbeat production too, and then yeah. they got like stuff like this where it's more mellow and kind of like almost emo esque. And I'm like, all right. man, that's become such a running thing with E-Man and I on this show too. Like, there's been, there's just such a resurgence for that, um, like early 2000s punk pop kind of sound coming back into it, and you're hearing a lot in hip hop music right now, but. Um, there's also, you know, the, there's these giant tours being marketed for, like, all this nostalgic vibe. Like, some 41 and Simple Plan were just here in Detroit, like, I, two I nights ago. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> I didn't go to the show, but I saw that they were here. <laughs> so, like, that stuff, I feel like it's... And then, like, me and E-Man are seeing all these festivals that are now, like, geared towards it. You know, like, what was the one called? That's when got we all, were like, young. The, yeah, When We Were Young. That's got, like, all the AFIs and all the dashboard confessional type uh, I was just. At, I mean, we were just at uh, was an emo night in Brooklyn. Well, no, yeah, you, I wasn't. Yeah, you, weren't. I, I, you weren't there. I was there with uh, Frost and Sean and all them. Yeah. And Johnny. Yeah. So that's pretty cool, man. It's interesting. I, I, I like. I just love way the way music works. It's just fun to watch. Um, but yeah, Brevlin Cam. I like that. That is sweet. Um, let's see. I can't remember. I do got one more. Okay, I've got a couple that I want to. Trying to decide if I want to save them. Did we talk about Action Bronson? I didn't listen to the album yet. I keep fucking forgetting Action Bronson. So I think I touched on it. I didn't go into detail or by any means on it, but I know I touched on it, and I remember I said I didn't like it as f- on the first listen. Uh huh. 
I I retract that. <laughs> <laughs> I retract that. I don't think I think I said I didn't like it or I said like it wasn't like one of his best. No, actually production wise cuz Alchemist is all over it. Mm-hmm. It's not, uh just how it segues and how it's one of the other ones how it's sequenced cuz like Alchemist is probably one of the best people I've heard in like how it's, how he sequences music on his albums like from Currency to Bodie James to what he does with the Griselda stuff to what like all that it's just how it flows into the next track is dope and Action Bronson what he did with this album is no different than that. Yep. Uh what was it called? Something Alligator, right? Uh, uh Crocodile tu- Crocodile. Cro- Crocodilo Turbo. Okay. <laughs> Action Bronson is so funny, and it's clearly another one of his paintings as the artwork on the on the cover. Um, I still need to. I haven't spent any time with it, so I, I definitely got to. Man, have I even listened to Only for Dolphins? Only for Dolphins is solid too. I'm a. I think I'm a little behind on my action. That Bronson was before music. he got. That was before he lost all the weight. Yeah. Oh, I did hear that one actually. The Conway track is fucking hilarious, by the way. That video that he made is very funny too. I didn't watch the video. The, not not Conway, the Action Bronson. Action Bronson yeah. you, you saw it, didn't you? Where he's on the fucking boogie board and shit. Oh, was that for this album? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you're right, I did see that. I see it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Action Bronson is hilarious. Um, I can't offer too much about this. I know that I'm a fan of Action Bronson, but I can't offer too much about it's this new how album. It's how it, how it just goes into each other. I mean, it's really digestible, too. It's a 10-track album. Um, what should I play off it? Should we play anything off of this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. just say just because of, like, you know. Hell yeah, it's action. Let's play. Uh, let's go. Jaws. What was that? Jaws. <laughs> I was looking at Turkish. I was looking at, I don't even know how to pronounce track three, Estraninos. Estranis. <laughs> um, yeah, here's a little bit of Jaws out of Action Bronson off of Crocodilo Turbo. Alchemist do the whole album? It's the motherfucking Crocodile. <laughs> oh, Derringer. Oh, okay. Yeah, Derringer and Alchemist. Rock Marciano. Who's on the album? Crocodile. Uh, goat blood dripping from my chin. An easy kill. Of course, that's how he starts it. Made of steel. My attitude like Richie April. Let's keep it real. If you sign me to a 50 mil deal, it'd be a steal. It's just that baby face that turned heel. Left arm turning the wood wheel. In the champagne cup. I want to make like an Action Bronson parody video because I think it would be funny to write like a, I think I could write an Action Bronson-esque song. <laughs> I could write. I'm going to make an Action Bronson verse up literally in my head right now. <laughs> I love how you, what was the first line? I got goat blood dripping from my chin. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Mm, I'm about to fly on the PJ, make a ceviche <laughs> while fucking while watching the Giants play on replay. <laughs> yeah, that is I something. got a bitch in the background. We playing EA. We playing EA. Oh. I'm on acid with the spider monkeys. <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> um, he said the most ridiculous shit. Yeah, he shit, definitely bro. does. He's always rapping about animals, too. He mentions animals all Nova the time. Nova Twins <laughs> dropped a single, by the way. Oh, shit. Oh, Hell my yeah. God. And you know, I've been obsessed with them ever since I got to see them open for Grandson. Uh, Fuck yeah. You know, another another Brit group. Mm-hmm. That was great. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Nova Twins. The Nova Twins. Oh, I they get, dropped I a four, oh, they dropped a four song. Ooh. I thought it was just one. Well, it was a four-song banger. Now you got something to drive <laughs> home to. All right. <laughs> All right. So with these two, before we get to Kendrick, I've got one more I want to touch on and one I'm going to save till next week because uh, I've only listened to it once. The one I've only listened to once that I want to save till next week would be the um, project co- by the new band called The Smile, which would be Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead and Tom York from Radiohead. And then there's... A couple other guys in the band that I'm unfamiliar with. Let me just see if I have their names real quick. The Smile Band, just so I don't forget them. Yeah, so Tom York from Radiohead, Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead, um, Sons of Kermit's drummer, Tom Skinner. Uh, Oh, and then also Nigel Godrich, who's like the longtime producer of Radiohead. He's done all their shit. He was also in Adams for Peace um, with, with Tom and Flea. 
But um, yeah, so they dropped an album, which a lot of people have anticipated for a while because, you know, Radiohead hasn't put anything out in a while. And uh, I got to say my first listen was great, but I'll get back to it. The one that I really want to get to would be out of this band that I've been into lately called Post Animal. I did. I reviewed their last album um, on the podcast a few weeks back, um, but they just put out a new album on Friday, which I have gotten a few listens um, to now. And man, I just really love these guys. Um, they just make really cool rock music. Like it's it's not something that I've heard in a minute. It feels refreshing. There's a lot of super sweet instrumentation. Um, all the guys in the band all write, so like you get a, a, a eclectic mix of sound because they all have their own style, much like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard does, where all of those guys write um, in the band as well. Um, and the new album is called Love Gibberish. Um, it's just really fucking sweet, man. Um, which one should I play here out of you? Oh, they're going to be in town, too, on uh, June 6th. They're playing at the Sanctuary in Hamtramck. Nice. And I definitely want to get tickets to that. It's only 15 bucks. Um, and that will be cool. Let's see. What do I play here from you? You know what? I think I'm just going to start from the top. Here's a little bit of Bolt from Above um, from Post Animal. The power's out. It's not coming on. Did who? Saiha. He took out the Prince. He did. It's just Saiha. Like I'm looking at the title right now because he dropped a single and it popped up with a uh, Jaquise and just Sai. It just says Saiha. Huh. And I click on him and it's got no dope on Sundays and all that shit. I'm like, oh, okay. Saiha the Prince. Yeah, you're right. He did. Oh, but uh, did you listen to the Method Man album by the way? Uh, Meth oh Lab my 3? God, that was the other one we yeah, gotta get was, to. Was, Fuck yeah, was, that uh, shit was awesome. I listened to it in the gym. Uh, yeah. It, you know. You know what you're gonna get with a Meth Man album. It's yeah, great. and these features these, are crazy. Like the Meth Lab series is fucking phenomenal. Um, I I find people like Method Man and Red Man so inspiring. We talked about this, you know, how good they are a performer still. Um, Meth, you know, he's dropping shit that with the amount of music he has, it's crazy that he's still rapping at this level to me. Like, you know, he has no reason to. <laughs> he's got money. He's in TV shows. He's in movies, um, but he just, you can just tell he's one of those rappers that raps because he loves to do it, um, and that's that's all you can really ask for as a fan, because those are the type of um, records that come across, like, just to me, they just hit me, and KRS-One has a fucking fire verse on this album, by the way. <laughs> um, I'm not going to play it, because I don't know if KRS-One gets flagged for shit, um, but Live from the Meth Lab, it's got Redman KRS-One on it, that shit's great. I'm going to play you a little clip from Butterfly Effect because his opening verse on it is fucking flames. So here is Method Man, Butterfly Effect, featuring RJ Payne. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Said it could be done again. Meth Lab 3, nigga. Yeah. Lights. Yeah, 30 for 30, my jersey dirty, my crew back. I shoot a 30 like Stephen Curry, my shoes whack. So locomotive, you lose track. Confused facts, you're thinking Kodak, but with more thought, there's two blacks. Standing ovation gets you clapped. Debating most these backpacking rappers got you straps. My cadence half left, half amazing, that's two facts. And layman's got these women's intuition like you snack. I'm OJ out of prison, the juice back. I moved to Green Bay just to move pack. Same way y'all use the system, I use rap. I'm with the game. 
is missing that boom back that true that don't ever say he can't never been a saint now who that with guns true breathe y'all ain't up in my league don't get tricked by the assumption that nothing's up in my sleeve or i'm hot when i'm heated i'm like a hundred degrees with at least a hundred shots hit at least a hundred and Meth, not slowing down at all. I love it. Um, and that also just reminded me that we missed a birthday. It was also Ghostface Killer's birthday last week. So shout out to Ghostface Killer, um, who we're going to talk about again because he's on a project that we're about to review. And I think that's a good time to say, Waka Flocka. Because hey. <laughs> now we are about to the get into some serious talk we've here. We've all been waiting for. You know, it's been... Eric, you can add a drum oh, roll you're here. Already, you're we're already, already going. We're good. Okay. Right. <laughs> so we um, have been anticipating this album for five years. Um, last week, just before the album came out, he gave us a one-off with the Heart Part 5. Which, you know, has been doing before he releases an album for the past like, yep. five albums. Yep. Like yep. every album. Yeah, pretty much every album. And this one was special, man. This one you almost had to watch the video with. Um for it to, well, at least the first go around, because Kendrick is rapping from six different people's perspectives: himself, Will Smith, uh, Kobe OJ. Bryant, OJ, Jussie Smollett, and Nipsey. Uh, Nipsey. Um, and it is just and Kanye and Kanye and Kanye West. Yes, yeah. good call. Um, but his man, the the ability that he showed off in that got everyone ultra excited for the album because it was really showing off, man. It was like, I don't, I don't know. I've let y'all eat for the last five years, but now I'm back and it's my turn again. Um, and that would be Kendrick Lamar. You know, he's just, to me, he's leaps and bounds the best rapper in the game right now. Like it's, to me, it's not even close. Like it's not even fair, dog. It's not even fair. <laughs> like, I, I had posted after like my first listen, I po- or of the heart part five, that is. I posted on my Instagram story, I wonder if Drake and J. Cole are somewhere giving each other supportive hugs right now. Because, man, it is just like, his. he makes music that you want to just rewind a million times, like right off the rip. Like, I probably listened to heart part five 12 times between that and um, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers releasing, which is the, double, the name of the double album that Kendrick just put out. Um... I have a lot of things to say about it, um, and we're going to continue to talk about it more in the coming weeks because, you know, like, he's one of those type of artists that you pick up on. There's so many Easter eggs in his music, oh. and there's so many little things you pick up on each listen. On my first three listens, I still don't know how to rank this among Kendrick Catalog. Mm-hmm. Um, Too cause, early. Because the only thing I know is it's better than overly, de- overly dedicated. That's the only thing I know right <laughs> yeah, now. For sure. <laughs> for sure. As far as that. Uh, on my first listen, man, I mean, are, are we just going to get into it? Do you want to talk about, like, first of all, I want to say, because we missed this album on, my, on something old, something new, but Tana Leone, uh, who's also on PG Lang, which, by the way, stands for program language, by the way, I just found That's out. That's what that is. Uh, I was wondering. I actually just, yeah, I just, Get a little bit of reconnaissance and look that up myself. Uh, Tana Leone, uh, who dropped an album actually last week too while we were off. Uh, he was on Kendrick Lamar's PG Lang. Who was also on this album. He was also on this album. I really enjoy him a lot, man. Uh, his album was pretty great by itself. I'm not going to, I mean, we'll say that for, I'm going to say that for. Yeah, because I want to listen to it. I haven't, like uh, I got to listen to it. Uh, it is definitely great. Like, you gonna, you're going to enjoy it. I have a feeling. He's got like this kind of like weird, like bouncy sound, kind of like Kendrick, where it kind of goes all over the spectrum. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, as far as what I think about this, like, I think on my first listen, I do like the Mr. Morale side more than I like the Big Stepper side, personally. Mm-hmm. I do feel like the fact that, by the way, shout out to Kodak Black. Real quick, <laughs> I mean, not really. No, I mean, not, not, like, like for these for this particular album, his verse is yeah. great on this. Yes, his that was probably some of the best rapping I've heard from him. I do like I do like his little interludes and stuff like that he did too. It's it's uh, it just one hundred percent my favorite. It verse wasn't expected. Yeah. That's why I say shout out Kodak Black. I was not expecting what I heard from him on this album. Yep. Uh, got Zola. On you got the, Zola. On, yeah, on we cry together, dude. Honestly, so how that? Oh, man. All right, so. That particular song, right? Little, little, little triggering. Not gonna lie, uh, but it's just one of the things. Like hearing it, it's just one of those. It, it sounds like it's almost a part of like a play or like a mm-hmm. skit or something like that. It just, it just sounds so like theatrical. 
to me in a way. And Taylor Page, who played Zola and like the A twenty four flick and stuff like that. I don't think she's an actual singer or rapper in real life or anything like that. No, she's just like an she, actress that she that she deserves she got a Grammy for she her performance on this song. Killed this though. <laughs> like that was I was not expecting that. Uh I think my favorite track on here, I don't three listens is probably still father time. Mm-hmm. It's talking about like, you know, men with like grown men with like dad issues and everything like that. Like that's great. Worldwide Steppers is great. Uh Auntie Diaries when he's coming over his like take on like homophobia and things like that and like, you know, dealing with like his uh, trans aunt and uh cousin. his cousin. Yeah. Uh it's dude, it's it's just a lot to process in this album. Even on three listens, I still yeah, it's Easter eggs all over the place, man. Uh, is it? Did it live up to the hype five years later? Fuck yeah, for me it did a hundred percent. Um, I, I'm gonna break it down like this, y'all. I'll hear my thoughts on it a little bit, and then we can kind of go pick it apart. Um, you know, song by song. Um, this album for me, it was so good that I started taking fucking notes. <laughs> I have a whole notes section on the breakdown of Kendrick's new album, and this is kind of what I wrote down. Um, I think acceptance is a big theme in this album. Um, I like the way that he used the tap dancing sounds, um, kind of like he used the Lucy skit in To Pimp a Butterfly, how um, first you got the full, like it would be the tap dancing, and followed by the person saying, quit tap dancing around the conversation. And then each time you heard it after that, it was just the tap dancing. It would be smaller and smaller. And he did that on To Pimp a Butterfly with, um, the skit where he talks about the evils of Lucy all surrounding him and being stuck in a hotel room screaming. You. Um, Let me use complicated. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I, I thought that was a fun Easter egg. That was like a little bit of a calling back that he did. Um, I think Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, um, the, the title is a reflection of self and also how the masses move, how we all act like we're perfect, Mr. Morale. Um, and pass judgment on others while projecting our own securities, insecurities and demons. Um, and I said that we're all big stepping around our own problems, hence the tap dancing throughout the whole album. Um, I also think that's why he chose controversial features like Summer Walker and Kodak Black, because they've both had very public um, uh, indiscretions and um, relationships. Summer that- Walker's like... Uh, career has always been intact, though. Yeah, it's always been an attack, and her relationship with London on the track has always been very much in the limelight and made for everyone to see. And, you know, we all love her as an artist, but there's there's definitely toxicity behind both her and Kodak Black. And I think that's the reason that Kendrick chose them on this album, because that's, you know, acceptance and, you know, um, the way that we... Uh, villainize everyone um, is a big theme throughout the album. Um, is Beth Gibbons from Portishead? Yes. Okay, yep. that's what I thought. All right. Yeah. And then um, another big theme that I got that off the album uh, that I wrote down would be toxic masculinity. Uh, the first time you hear it is in Father Time, um, how he expresses how we're all, especially black men, um, raised to be like tough. T- yeah, you're not. You're supposed you're to like supposed just brush to, that shit off. Yeah, like <laughs> suppress your sensitive side. And, you know, it, and you're not supposed to show weakness or and he's describing how he was raised and how a lot of um, people around him were raised. And I think that's um, an important thing that he did there because um, you don't hear that a lot from our major artists. Um, and then you hear it again on Antidiaries, like you just mentioned, with um, the acceptance of his trans family members. And some people were mad about the fact that he used the F word. Um, and th- I'm talking about the gay slur. Like the con- yeah, I'm going to say the. I'm gonna say the context of it made it. Yeah, it makes sense to me, yeah. especially when you break I'm, it down the, the like verse by verse. Because at first he's talking about being in elementary school and not knowing any better, and he uses it there. And then he talks about being in middle school and not still not knowing any better, and uses it there. And then by the third verse, he actually starts saying f word instead of actually using. What it. I do like too is he finally acknowledged the white girl on stage from Mad City that, too. that happened like a while yep, ago. Yep, and he used yeah. that as like his yeah. frame of reference I there. Did, I did really enjoy that that got called back too. Yeah, I yeah. agree with you. I, I liked that part too. Um, but yeah, so you hear it in there um, and then you also learn about his past um, let me see, hold on. Also learning here. Oh yeah, and then the third big theme that I caught in here would be progression um, as people. Um 
because throughout the album he's telling you he's he's the most open he's ever been um about himself personally and how we're all you know we've all make mistakes and it's all about how you learn from and how you move on from that and he addresses his, his progression um in getting over homophobia um on this album a lot you know and how in society and hip-hop it's really it's been relevant for a long time and him kind of breaking down those walls and um and addressing it in a way that you know is going to be felt in hip-hop i feel like because you know a lot of people don't they tap dance around these conversations you know they don't um they don't bring it up because it's not considered to be cool or you know you know what's what's popular so i really appreciate that he did that um and then, yeah, like I said, I appreciated how open he was with his own vices. He, this is the first time he's ever mentioned his kids by name, his girl by name. Um, he talks about his addictions to sex and how he cheated on his girlfriend um, multiple times and how that made her feel. And um, Talking to a white chick saying my ancestors watching me fuck. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he really leaves it all on the table yeah. for you. And then lastly, breaking cycles is a big part. The, That's uh, a Mother I Sober? Yeah. yeah. Mother I Sober um, unpacks generational curses um, in the most poignant way that I think I've ever heard on a hip-hop song. That song made me fucking cry. Um, and it's in true Kendrick fashion, too. He, This is like, it's so cool that it's at the end of the album, too, because it's this very somber. It almost reminds me of a Radiohead song, the way the piano chords come in. It kind of reminds me of the Daily Mail by um, Radiohead. Look that up if you haven't heard it before. Um, I almost thought it was a sample at first, but I looked it up and it's not a sample. But I, it, I, I I teared up a little bit. Yeah, for I sure, man. I think by like seven, I like teared up. I I can't wait for the TikTok things to come out about this album, though. Oh yeah, for sure. they're gonna be. There's everywhere. already one about uh, what's the go that black track, Silent Hill. Yeah, push them niggas on me like him. Like me like He's always doing little weird phrases and shit, like phrasing and stuff. But man, I love how um how Mother I. Um, sober progresses with that short small piano thing and him rapping at the most downplayed you've ever heard his vocal performance like he's very like somber and um, you know almost whispering in a way but then in true Kendrick fashion at the end as the music ramps up so does his vocal and it kind of crescendos into you know that intense Kendrick that we've all seen him do on stage where you know he fucking dials in and then just snaps and that's what he does at the end of it and man whoo it is really emotional, and it's really um, well done. He served his purpose on it, for sure. Um, but, yeah, that was my original thoughts. I kind of want to just take it um, track by track. With United in Grief, it kind of starts off as we thought it would be, kind of. Um, that piano key is just. Doom, yep. Doom, doom, and and doom, doom. That shit was ill. Kind of like, giving us yeah. a state of affairs and his head over the last five years. And, you know, he talks about, I'm going through some shit. The last 185 days, I've been going through some shit. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like. And then goes right into N95, which is a play into the masks, um, you know, that we've all been wearing throughout this thing. But that's not the only topic point in that song. Um, that song is also co-produced by Baby Keem, um, which Baby Keem is all over this fucking album, which E-Man just mentioned PG Lang before. Baby Keem is also a PG Lang artist of Kendrick's. Um, he's also Kendrick's cousin. I think cousin. that was recent because I, I feel like he was an aftermath and then they like just picked that up. I don't think I mean, he was could, always with PG Lang. Lang could be a, a subsidiary of Aftermath. I mean, I more it like be. it probably is. It could be. It, uh, I almost can guarantee if we do look research yeah. on it. In fact, yeah, keep keep going. I'm going sure. to look that up, though. But yeah, so N95, um, Baby Keem feature on it, Baby Keem production on it, as well as Boy Wanda. Um, and that's the lead. I think that's the lead single because he just dropped a video for it. Um, which I haven't even seen yet, but I heard the visual is pretty powerful, so I'm ex- excited to see that. Um, and then there's a couple tracks. And this album, uh, so Ebro made a great reference on uh, Ebro in the Morning. He said, this is not lean-back music. This is not uh, background music. This is lean-in music. Like, you really got to be paying attention because it's so layered and so deep. And having said that, I also think this is his most marketable album as far as finding singles. Because I think you can get a single out of Worldwide Steppers. I think you could get a single out of Die Hard, which is the following track, which I really loved. I'm not sure who this um, the art. It's spelled B-L-X-S-T, like Blacksis maybe or something. But I loved that feature. I even think you could make Father Time a feature, or a, um, a single, even though the subject matter is pretty intense. 
and then Rich Spirit, I think also could be a fucking single. The first, I think a lot of the singles reside in the first half of the album. I even think um, Purple Hearts with Summer Walker and Ghostface Killer could be on the radio. And I think, I think Silent Hill is going to be the next single. So, it could be. I think Silent Hill is going to be the next he single, might, personally. I don't know, because he might face too much back. Like, a lot of people are pissed that he, he gives a fuck. <laughs> I don't think yeah, Kendrick as gives far a fuck. As, as far as yeah. marketing a single, you need the radio stations to play it. A lot of radio stations don't play Kodak Black. Yeah, they do. He's got me? rape charges, bro. A lot of people don't fuck with his shit. Art, uh, do you want me going to R. Kelly right now? And like how, well, R. How, Kelly's career is over. I mean, it, how long did it take for that, Neil? <laughs> yeah, but I'm How just, long did it take for R. I'm Kelly just, to fucking get I'm just get saying Kodak Black is a convicted yeah. rapist, so. <laughs> Com- charges, not convicted. He's convicted. Is he convi- is he convicted? Yes. Yeah. Oh, shit. He admitted to it on the stand and everything. Oh, when was that? I read about the whole thing. <laughs> Holy shit. I actually did <laughs> not see that. Yeah, he even apologized to the girl that he did it to in court. Um, Last thing I heard from Kodak Black was like him fucking in like the ho- at the, some hockey game or some shit. Oh yeah, I remember that too. Yeah, he was caught on camera. He was like banging in the <laughs> skybox or something. He's definitely a troubled kid. He's definitely got a troubled youth. It's just crazy but- that like a lot of like the the people we view as like the top tier rappers like gravitate towards Kodak Black. Like mm-hmm. J Cole is another one that mm-hmm. like still like talks like that associates with Kodak Black and stuff yeah. like that from time to time. But the reason that he put him on there becomes very apparent when you're listening to Mother Eye Sober because towards the end of that he talks about how how many black men and kids were sexually abused by family members themselves and you know and that that's a cycle that continues and I think that's what he sees in Kodak Black, you know, is is this kid that comes from trauma and breeds more trauma and how that's just this it's a generational never curse, bro. Yeah, the generational curse. And he even has his girl's vocals on here. He's got his kids speaking on here. Like I, Kendrick is a very private person when it comes to the internet. He's not on Twitter and Instagram like that. You know, he'll post when music is out, but that's about it. You know, he doesn't spend many, many days tweeting or, you know, posting shit about his family or anything. So, and even... I I, I kind of think that was apparent even when they dropped the album artwork that it was going to be a deeper dive into him because the artwork is obviously him, his girl, and his two kids um, in this room together. You know, he's got this crown of thorns on. And I think that's supposed to represent how um, we kind of put these celebrities and, and people like him on this pedestal um, as if they're like a Jesus-like figure. And he even says that in Savior. I'm not your savior. That's how he starts out the fucking um, verse. Or in the interlude before that, he said, Jay Cole told you to do this, but he is not your savior. Kendrick told you to do this, but yep. he is not your savior. Future told you to do this. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think he's just trying to bring us back down to reality a little bit with this project. But, um, you know, that's that's my thoughts on it after three listens. Um is there anything else you want to say about it, E-Man? I know I'm going to talk about it more as the weeks go on. Yeah, I, I gotta, I'm got ai like I said, three listens is not enough to di- really digest this. I'm really excited to see what comes from it because he announced a tour and everything like that. We got to get to I do that. love that Trey Parker and Matt Stone had a lot to do with the video because there was a production. Like, I'm glad you pr- mentioned that. Production company. On top of that, uh, I think we talked about this before about the movie they got coming out too. Uh, who's... So I don't. I'm not familiar. I know his business partner is Dave Free. I'm not sure what. Is, who is Dave Free? Dave Free is his manager, one of his best friends from childhood, and also, um, you know, he has his hand in production and executive producing. And I know he's one of the label heads at, um, or it was at TDE for a long time. And I, I know him and Kendrick do pretty much everything together. Like when I listened to that podcast, that was all about to pimp a butterfly. Dave Free was one of the guy they guys they interviewed the most. You know, he's spent the most time with Kendrick. You know, touring with him and all of that, uh, all of the above. So that's like, um, I guess that would be Kendrick's right hand man, if you will. Okay, uh, I do plan on. I, I like when we come back. I really want to talk about Sleepy Soldier a lot too. That was uh, the Tana Leon album. Uh, yeah, because yeah. I want to do a little bit deeper dive into that. Because I, I went through it on one listen. Uh, I really enjoy what I listen to, but. Yeah, so as so far it looks like the three artists that are mainly like associated with that are him, Baby Keem, as you said, because I looked that up. Now that's been a deal for a while, and then Kendrick. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, as far as the album goes, though, dude, it's just it, it Kendrick Lamar is just so much better than everybody, and it's it's, it's just insane to me. And this is it's almost like kind of like sad because it's the end of era because it's his last album associated with Top Dog before mm-hmm. you know he does his own thing. Uh, it's just that, dude, I I I can't 
say enough about it. I definitely, I mean, like you, I stayed up till midnight to listen to this Hell album. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was just leaving because I want to go see Doctor Strange. So I like, I just got out the movie and then they came out and I'm like, oh yeah, we're playing this shit. <laughs> Night and Grief came on. That was when those pianos came in yep. in 95 with the mask up. Uh, I think I lost my shit at Father Time, and that's when that's what got me because it was just like that it, was deep, man. I mean, just hearing stuff like that and just me with I'm not gonna go into my personal life like that, but just certain issues and stuff like that is just like really it just hit different. And he couldn't have picked way. a better singer to get you in your emotional bag than Sampa on the fucking yeah, <laughs> feature, dude. Like yeah. uh, I've been waiting for new Sampa music for a minute because it's been a minute since he dropped. So like to see him as a feature on here really fucking made me happy. Um. Yeah, like like E-Man said, that song was definitely emotionally charged. It, 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 shit. It, it's triggering, dog. I mean, a lot a lot of this album is, to be honest with you. Uh, but yeah, I I can't say enough good things about it. It's just weird that like not weird, but it's just like an artist like Kendrick to be at this level and it can touch on certain certain things still, and still cares about certain things like as like rapid like he'd never let that status thing kind of watered down his music, uh-uh. and that's fucking cool to me. Like, And he's talking about like kind of stepping away from the spotlight and protecting your energy, and then people like all oh, that are influencer and are supposed to be like these people that care, or, you know, are for the people, but they're really for themselves. So he's like, I had to stay away from these, like, stuff like that. And it's just, I can't, dog, it's just... You just hit it. Just hits home. Dog. Yeah, let's put it that way. And you yeah. just brought up a great point too. And that's another thing that, like, actually, one of the things that I appreciate most about Kendrick is, for as big as he is, he doesn't ever conform to what is popping on the radio at all. Like, he even made a statement in that podcast that I was listening to when he dropped Pimp Butterfly. He was like, "I think I'm going to piss a lot of people off who are expecting a certain type of sound." Um, and Jay Z is the one that told him. Well, do it now so your fans will never be able to box you in again. And that's exactly what he's carved out for yep. himself. You know what I mean? He can do whatever the fuck he wants. It's always going to be dope. It's always going to have so much thought in it. And um, that's, I mean, I made a, st- I made a bold statement on my um, Instagram story after like my second or third listen where it's, it's transcended rap music to me now because I've always had this like inner uh, argument with myself. Uh, for my number one spot, and it's usually depending on who I've listened to most recently between Biggie and Andre 3000, and Kendrick has floated around my top five for like the last 10 years, but I just never really know where I put him. He's easily now in that um, that tie for first place with me, with Andre, Biggie, and him, and he's even done more than these guys have now too, you know, like he's, this is, if you count, oh man, if you count, um, what was the what was after overly dedicated? Uh, section eighty. Section eighty. If you count section eighty, this is six in a row. If you don't count section eighty, this is five in a row, which is still rarefied air. I think only Kanye has five classics that are in a row. Um, so does, does in a row. What? Kanye has five classics in a row. For sure. In a row. Yeah, from from uh, from college dropout all the way to uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Late registration, graduation. What was fourth? 808s. 808s. Okay. My beautiful Dark Twisted Okay, yeah, I, I, I co-sign that. All yeah. right, I just want to make sure. Like, Wait, when was Jesus? Because I'm like, eh. Actually, no, <laughs> yeah, you no. know, I would even put Jesus as six. Yeah. He fell off for I me. I don't think it's a bona fide classic, though. It did. You know why it is? Because of the production style. Production's was, crazy. The production style like kind of set the tone of it. Yeah. Because he had, like, Daft Punk on the production, which he did for Stronger yeah. and stuff like that, too. But that, we're not talking about Kanye right now. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, <laughs> what was I about? It was a point you made that I but wanted to. But, no, I was, was going to say, he's up there with Stevie now. He's transcended rap for me. He's what with was Stevie. the point? Damn it, Neil. You said something I really wanted to touch on. And what, Oh, yeah, got it. All right, so when we talk <laughs> about the big three, right, when we talk about Drake, Kendrick, and Cole and stuff like that, my biggest gripe with Kendrick for me was who have you put on? Uh-huh. And, and like that thing, because I think about like Drake. You know, Drake had the weekend. Drake has like he a puts a million motherfuckers on. on. Like <laughs> if you do a Drake feature, you know it's yeah. gonna go fucking crazy. Yep. Cole has Dreamville. I mean, you got JID, you got Boss, you got like all these people and stuff like that that come out of it. Who has Kendrick actually put on? Right. But then up until like you know Baby Keem, obviously mm-hmm. that just came out recently, and then what? I can't wait to see what Tana Leone does and stuff like that soon. But that was always my big thing, so I'm really happy to see where PG Lang goes, like five, yeah. ten, you know, 
whatever years from now. So that because that was always my big thing in like the big three when I placed those big three of like that's a good our point. generation. I always one thing people I mean outside of talent, outside of sales, outside of all that. Who have you actually put to in a place to put at be at your level? Mm-hmm. Drake will be the front runner of that out of yeah. the three for sure. But I mean, we'll, we see. We'll see what Keem does. Keem that's has that's a Grammy, like stuff like that. He's fucking hot right now. He's killing it. That's an interesting yeah. perspective yeah. you just brought up, actually, though, because like I kind of always looked at um, TDE and Dreamville, kind of like um, peers. Uh, of a label, but you make a lot of sense there, and I never really thought about it. TDE technically wasn't Kendrick's, that was top and Dreamville dog. is yeah. J. Cole's. Yeah, exactly. So that, now that was the big thing for me for a long time with Kendrick. You know what? That you made me think there. That's a, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Um, and yeah, and I guess this will uh, be to prove how good he is at that with PG Lang. You're right. That's really cool. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, what else was I about to say about that? Um. Yeah, man. I just, I'm just excited that it's out. I'm excited that I have this shit to listen to forever. Um, I'm excited that um, Westside Boogie got a look on here. He wrote the uh, part, or he co-wrote Summer Walker's verse. Didn't um, Westside Boogie like grow up not too far from Kendrick too? Yeah, they're like they literally are neighborhood can we, friends. Can we count him as well? <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> they're literally neighborhood friends. Oh, I know what I was gonna say. Um, we, uh, in the same vein of people that put other people on. I think unquestionably, well, at least in hip hop, I think the front runner of that is definitely Dr. Dre. As far as what people that, that someone that's put, put all these fucking because look about you think about it, Dre put on mm. all of the dudes from NWA. He put on fucking Snoop Dogg, which has had a career that's insanity. And, <laughs> he and put on different Eminem. generations too. Oh, multiple generations. Anderson he put Pac. on Anderson Pog. He put on Snoop Dogg. He put on G-Unit, so 50 Cent, Eminem, fucking Kendrick, because Kendrick was on was really popping off uh, that Compton album and on the recipe. And every time <laughs> I think about this, it makes me sad that John Connor never got his due. I know. I, it makes me, every time I think about that, I I'm know. just like, ah. That's the only one. Because I know there was a tweet I had circa 2012 that I said, John Connor's going to be bigger than Kendrick one day. Y'all watch. or some. Sh- it was like some shit like that. And I was wrong. I mean, you can definitely. I think hear... that was. I think when we talked about bad takes, that was like the bad take that I had. But, I but you're not but, completely wrong no, but, in that. But though. I fucking still love John Connor's music. And you're so not like, completely yeah. wrong in that because I think John Connor was a huge early inspiration to Kendrick. Whether Kendrick ever says that on record or not, if you listen to early Kendrick, and then you listen to John Connor, like he is taking some of John Connor's style a little bit, especially in the beginning. Like he almost has a similar vocal inflection to John Connor too. Um, and I'm pretty sure John Connor's probably still eating. I think he he wrote a lot of fucking shit for Dre. Oh, uh, absolutely. A lot, <laughs> a lot, he probably wrote for a lot of people. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he'll be all right. Yeah, I think he'll be okay. Um, I still I actually follow John Connor. Like, he, oh, I do uh, too. Yeah, I think he put out some kind of recent. He put out a mixtape in the like in the beginning of the pandemic, and then I know he was talking about like a full length project. I hope he still does it. Shout out to John Connor. Shout out Flint. Shout out Flint for sure. Another artist that we need to get to next week. Um, because I keep fucking forgetting, and I finally listen to it, and it's some of the cooler production I've heard out of him in a while is the Asher Roth Heather Gray project. Um, I know you still need to sit with it a little bit. I haven't so even I touched even... it yet. It's dude, it's, like... it's pretty cool production, man. Um, and then yeah, we didn't even talk about like the Jack Harlow album and shit. So I guess we can save some of those the popular ones. For I, next I week. just know that he's save, on tour with say, the have, City Girls. Ha, ha, should we have uh, <laughs> should we have should we have White Boy Rap Hour next week? <laughs> Jack Harlow, Asher Roth. White Boy Rap Hour. <laughs> I kind of want to name that episode White Boy Rap Hour if we do that. Okay. So I also I had a because I I got a potentially bad take about the Jack Harlow album because oh, I mean, yeah. a lot of people were comparing Jack Harlow to Mac Miller and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think I told you that. And you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go, go into it real quick. <laughs> go for it, man. So I think there is a parallel there. I don't think Jack Harlow's nearly as good, obviously, but like I think there is a parallel there. Jack Harlow's in this place right now He where he could go 
he could stay in the super pop route or he's going to do something really out of the box and weird very soon. And this is why this is and this is where my Mac Miller comparison comes in because he's at the blue slide park of his career right now, I mm-hmm. would say, because it's like he's that guy. Or the like, Asher, the asleep in the bread aisle. I th- oh, he's <laughs> past. I think he's past that. Yeah, I bigger, think he's past that. Yeah, but right. uh, I, I do think he's at that point where he could keep going in the direction he is because he he could honestly hit drake level as far as Mm -hmm. like where he's going to be like that top tier guy and stuff like that or he's going to go in a really fucking weird direction where it's just like really experimental and stuff like that i don't see that happening right now but i'm really curious to see what jack harlow does five years from now i'm dude i'm with you that's a great that's another great fucking take by you um I, i i agree with you there because i have this burn so it happens to all of us, especially in the music lover community, that once that thing that you were on early blows up and gets popular, you kind of get that little bit of hate that starts to build in your stomach. <laughs> you know what I mean? Drake effect. You're like, that was my special thing. Now all these fucking people know about it, and it's not cool to me anymore. Um, that's always going to happen, and it is a little bit. It is hate. But you know what? But, the only person I'm trying to think who's that happened to me to. I, I actually always consistently like Drake, so that's not it. Yeah, I think MGK was like that for oh, me, for, big it, time. It's happened to me with a ton I of people that. over the years, but and I've definitely felt that, and I've almost like posted about it, but have refrained. But like, I am getting a little annoyed with Jack Harlow. I'm getting annoyed with seeing him more than the music. Like I'm, just, I'm tired of seeing like the clips of him running around with Drake being a weirdo everywhere. It's almost how and... I feel about Lizzo. Like I love your music, but it's just like you are everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> right it, is, it, is, it just gets annoying a little bit. And then another That's thing not that a you shot, and... by the way, I just no. cannot wait for her fucking album. But... For sure, I'm with you on that. And then another thing that you and I talked about. So I got onto Jack Harlow early um, because I'm an obsessive fan of Sway's universe, and I'm always watching the freestyle videos on Sway. Shout out to Sway. He's one of the legends in the shit that we do. Um, so, yeah, I, I always watch him, and there's always you always get to see these artists when they're f- brand new coming up. That's one thing that I love about Sway. He'll always give someone an opportunity early. Um, and so DJ Drama, which DJ Drama's track record, man, if we're counting, Jesus Christ, this man. Um, Drama brought him up, just like he brought up Justin Bieber, and now he's running with Tyler and all this shit, dude. Drama has been man. Did it again. We we might have to have it. We might have to have a whole DJ drama episode. You you you, you Tyler, it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Uh, Tyler Eminem Mac Miller. <laughs> get just, it out just, right now. Just get the trifecta <laughs> out the way. Um, but yeah, so drama brought him up, and part of the allure to me with Jack early is he's this white boy that looked so insanely nerdy. He had this like semi long like Napoleon Dynamite. He kind of did. He had this like semi long curly hair. The dorky, thick frame glasses. You know, he didn't dress very impressive, but he had this like innate swagger about the way that he rapped. Like, and I don't like that word very much, but for lack of a better term, that's what it was. You know, like he did. He had a great aesthetic about him, and he was like very confident for this nerdy ass kid. And I think that was part of the allure with his first two albums that like this kid looks this way, but he sounds so fucking cool. But now he's like he's so popular that now they're kind of changing his look. You know, they've got him. You know, he's got the beard growing in. They've taken the hair back. Oh a yeah, little bit, yeah. Atlantic, got rid of the Atlantic, Atlantic is in his image consultant is all over that shit. <laughs> yeah. you know? So now it's kind of it's losing, too much money invested. You know, in it's, it's kind of losing its like um, allure to me a little bit. But I do got to say, Pitchfork. They did him dirty, man. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking did him super dirty. They gave him like oh, a 2.9. Maybe we should save that talk for next week since yeah. we're already fucking running along. We'll get into Jack Harlow and uh, some of the other releases because there was other shit, too, that I want to get to. Um, I didn't care much for the Black Keys album. I did listen to that. Um, and it's not bad music. The way I feel about the Black Keys now is just like they become like such a generic blues rock band to me. Like, none of this shit is, like, very, like, pushing creativity for them. Um, I think they peaked out at um, Attack and Release in 2011. The ASAP Rocky single is great, that DMB, by the way. I still haven't listened. Is that it's, the one with Rihanna in the video and shit? Yes. Okay, yeah, I, haven't, I haven't listened to that yet, but I'm that, excited for The Logic Rocky. Rust track is great. I didn't hear that either. The Logic Rust dropped a track. Oh, that's tight. Yeah, Therapy Music. They it's actually, it's actually really, really solid. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm excited to hear that one, actually. Uh, Red Balloon. Dude, isn't that hilarious? <laughs> oh my god, I have to mention that before uh, we go. So we've been making jokes about how the fact that Tank and the Bangas, this band out of New Orleans, 
had a similar or a, the same aesthetic as what E-Man was doing with the green balloons concept. And I just I had texted <laughs> E-Man the other day because I was looking through the new albums and they dropped a new album called Red Balloon. And I'm really like, curious to see what the this torment is about. of E-Man's mind continues. <laughs> <laughs> um but with that being said, I'm they gonna, don't make music that sounds anything like E-Man. So absolutely that. not. That's the thing. Like, I actually enjoy their music. It was just, I was like, that shit came out. I'm like, what the fuck? And they won a Grammy for it. Yes, they, they did. They did fucking win a Grammy. That's right. They added insult to injury. I'm like, all right. <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyways, um, we are fucking running long and, and on this second part. But I think we did a pretty good job here giving you some justice on the new Kendrick. Like we said, we're going to talk about it more and more because we're going to listen to it more and more. Um, and yeah, we will be back with you. Do we have a interview lined up for next week, or is it just me and you? Mm, no, I, I don't think we have anything. I mean, I think we're gonna get somebody in here. I don't think we have. Oh, well, next week right we're now. not even in here, anyways. No, 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 no. That yeah. would be because this will be coming out. What the twenty second? Yep. Okay, so that following week is movement. So the week after that. Okay. Yeah, he just mentioned it, so I I don't mind plugging things that happen in Detroit. So. If uh, you want to come hang with me, Sean, and E-Man. Hey, no, we, no, no, what? no. Do not put our address on the fucking No, dinner. absolutely <laughs> no, not. No, not what I was No, gonna, no, no. You think I would put my home address on the podcast? <laughs> no. No, I was going to say, if you want to hang with me, Sean, and E-Man, we will be down at Hart Plaza um, for movement on the um, Memorial Weekend. We are definitely going to be attending that. And then the following month, I am now going to 100% be getting tickets to Mopop as well. Um, I thought I had a wedding, and the wedding got moved, so I now have the dates available. So I'm going to go see that as well. Um, and we'll catch you next week. Um, <laughs> Put our home address on fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you got to scan the QR code to get in that bitch. <laughs> um, oh, and then to take us out, since we still never talked about this album, which I got to get around to at some point as well, um, since it's his birthday, Here's a little bit out of the new project out of El Zai and the incredibly talented Georgia Ann Muldrow, who's over on Brain Feeder. Um, he, they dropped a joint project together. Can't wait to see Philo um, at Movement, speaking of which. Oh, yeah, dude, it's going to be crazy. Um, we're going to unpack some of the Movement lineup, too. Oh, can't wait. Um, yeah, here's a little bit of news from the ship out of El Zai. Peace. Peace. Actually, the intro song is a fucking skit, so let me just go to Amnesia. Ella's that nigga. Your favorite artist sees me as a threat. But you can still be drenched in blood, tears, and sweat, and tossed off a jet. Whose written hymns electrify your ally when you apply stun guns. That still put in work with his sleeves rolled and his tie undone. So tell me, how can I forget? I never will, and I remind myself if I ever feel less than. Play my cards right to have the best hand, then left a fingerprint on the culture. My footprints on top of fresh sand inside an hourglass. It was perfect timing. They looked for dirt when they dug up my past, but unearthed as diamonds. Too pricey for your neck and wrist wear. Got the shady execs in despair. Those who hit the deck can kiss air from 80,000 feet off the ground. Rising like cream that turns steamed coffee brown. I sip on that during breakfast with your butter toast. Thoughts are uttermost. Just make the pen mightier than. The sword that can gut a ghost You don't see Still the dripping blood is gross They don't cut it close Elzai is the truth I made the devil who dwell in hell lie He can keep his stale pie Catch me at the swanky hotel By the water where the story is took her from a pilot who fly charter Every line reek a crack So it's not a sneak attack When I run these lost souls Who never get their sneakers back It was written on the wall Since the days of B Street Where they got their eyes on your paper Like it's a cheese sheet Drugs, death, and karma I seen it with my own too I wonder will it stay the same When they fly their drones through Cause they think they own you 
not me. I was linked to unfortunate chain events and got free. I knew one day paparazzi would do the most and flickers. It's funny, me making moves is the cause of your motion sickness. My brain never holds strays. It's stuck in your old ways in the control maze. I promise you it need several to stay in bill. When I drop, I sink cities that turn peaks into valleys to level the playing field. With seconds on the clock, won't remain in play. Boys can lit up like Cleo and set it off. Tony, your scar face or Alonzo on training day. Choose one. Socks roll down ankles and shoes untied by themselves on a guy who's confused as to why crews run. If there is some grief, smart mouths deserve stat wounds by wisdom teeth. Mad because I'm blowing Kim dog in the tropics. It's imperative. I change the narrative to switch the topics. What beef?